Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined by producer Joel. Hey, hello. Here he is, here he is. Oh, Joel, I'm having a nightmare. What's up? Ab- absolute nightmare. Okay, so we, we, we organised to do this at half past and yep. you gave me a little 10 minute warning just to remind me. And then I did. at that point, I realized my girlfriend's cooking and <laughs> and about to serve. And then you sounded annoyed via text, <laughs> which I think was a joke. It so was. then I rushed the food down and then uh, got, got I was ready on time. Mm-hmm. And then I got hiccups. And normally I get rid of, how, are you good at getting rid of hiccups? I get rid of hiccups by holding my breath. Right. Yeah, that's what, that's what I do. Uh, yeah, and then I've got another little sneaky technique, whereas you you sort of go, <gasps> and then after a little while you go, <gasps> and then quickly <gasps> back again. So you sort of release okay. and then bring it back in, and that always works. Wasn't working, so then oh, no. I'm panicking. And on top of all this, Joel, I've got a bad back. I put my back oh. out yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're falling to bits. I know. It really sore my lower back, and I, I did, did chin ups yesterday. I didn't warm up. Idiot. Oh, Mark. I know. Just straight out of bed, straight to the chin-up bar. <laughs> That's me, mate. And then straight back to bed again. <laughs> what uh, What's happening with you? You, you cheer me uh, up. Got, uh, my life's nowhere near as high-octane and exciting as yours. I know. My back's fine. I'm eating dinner at a normal pace. What did you have to eat? What was cooked for you? I just had uh, just uh, some pasta. Nice pasta. pasta oh, very tuna. nice. Solid. You know, nice lunch. Good lunch. Uh, and then on the phone to you. I'm going to have a cup of tea in a minute. Oh, what a life. What a life. And some fruit. I'm not eating any bad stuff anymore. Like the first month of lockdown, I ate like a pig. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm back on nice, healthy living. So we've got lots of nice fruit. Nice well little done. tip, actually, for v- listeners. If you want to know, you know, if you, you think fruit. oh, fruit's boring, chop up an apple, peel it, <laughs> stick a nice bit of, not too much, but a nice little sliver of... Uh, peanut butter, and it might you might be thinking, "Oh, that sounds mad." No, not, that's a classic. Ah, oh, it's it's wonderful, and it's you, glorious. You, you only need a little bit of peanut butter, like so it's still healthy, tiny bit, but it just gives it that extra little bit of flavour. Superb. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You had it here first. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. That's for you. Any other snack tips? Let us know at Jokes with Mark on all socials. 
Yep, I'm assuming you said it then. It cut out a bit for me, but I'm assuming you, you didn't just say... I did, Mark. A, a, a I said jokes. it. Jokes. I'm assuming you finished with Mark at the end of it. I did. Did all that. Yeah. In the right order. Lovely stuff. Cool. Let's get cracking, shall we? Who is it today? Joe Wells. Woo! It's Joe Wells. Here he is. So 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 you were so so you're working towards a preview for this Edinburgh. So you were still sort of work working, but the less pressure, I suppose, than knowing you've got a, a full show to write. Have you? Yeah, I've got I've got a kind of rough. I've got some rough themes for a show. Yeah. Um, I'm very much someone that like I like the hour shows. I like do, you know, doing fringe shows. Um, and often there's not a lot from my fringe shows that can easily come into a club set. Oh, really? I feel like that's my. Do you find that focus. frustrating? Um, or, or do you like having that as a this is a separate thing altogether? Once that's done, I can record it, put it out. Because I tend not to ever record and put out my Edinburgh shows because it's all stuff I'm going to be using all the time. So that's kind of. Yeah. I never have a lot that I can use, although I've been trying to, in a, in a few clubs, I've been trying to do kind of longer, more kind of thoughtful bits in clubs. Uh, particularly the show I just did was a very personal show. And it's quite nice, actually, to, um, you know, but I do top secret a lot and, and to go, you know, to do, you know, 17 minutes of clubby stuff. And then at the end go, here's a kind of story with some thoughtful things in it. And there is a punchline at the end. But I think if you, if you've done it, if you've done well in a club for seventy minutes, you can get away with yeah, yeah, being thoughtful for three minutes, and as long as there's a punchline at the end of it, um, and actually, I think that's something which um, it's, it's it's almost that was my kind of barrier to overcome. You know, I think audiences are happy for you to do that. It was my kind of anxiety in clubs of going, got to got to have a joke every, every yeah, twenty seconds. Like or whatever. the more you talk without any reaction from them, you're thinking, oh god, I really hope this last bit works. Mm. I can't do that. I I don't like that attention at all. But I think that's why I I tend to always I sort of went to doing short short bits because I think yeah. I think when I was like when I was like at uni or anything like that with presentations I felt so uncomfortable talking without any reaction. So that's why I thought mm. I couldn't do stand up. But then when I tried it and I got a laugh, I was like, ah, oh, I like that bit. I can do it as long as I know that bit's coming soon. How do you cope with? Um, I, I know that you're very, very, very good comedian, but the, the the kind of occasional times where you have one and and there's you know like with previews and stuff when stuff doesn't work, then does that do you find that harder than other comics would? Or? I think um, now I'm. I, it's not a problem because I I've, I've sort of experienced enough that I'll just work out how to make the gig work, even if the stuff's not working. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And if and if yeah, I think I think when they know, I, I'm I'm quite good. I think I'm quite good at playing around with ideas, even if they're not working, to try and bring the audience in on it. If I'm doing a preview, right. Whereas if I if I'm struggling in a normal club gig with stuff I know is sort of works, I kind of find I, it doesn't bother me at all now because I I know the stuff is good, so I know it's something mm. to do with the gig is the reason. Maybe cuz 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 maybe sometimes you could just get a whole audience that don't like one-liners. Yeah, yeah. And and that's not, you know, it's cuz I got I think I've said it on the podcast before. It's like I I've got a theory like like 
a, a gig like that when you die like it you know they say you can't blame the audience you can blame the audience like because that it's their fault <laughs> because they don't like what you do but it's your fault as well because you don't do what they like do, mm, do, i see what you mean yeah do you know what i mean so so i think once you're happy with what you do you know I, I don't think it's as big a deal but it's those gigs when you're starting out and you don't know if you're any good at this or not and then you die and that's when you question everything yeah, I think I remember, I'm sure everyone remembers their first kind of playing to silence, and um, it, it hits you because you've got nothing to. No, like now I'm at a place where I can go. Well, I know that I've done these things. Yes, so I must I must be fairly decent, you know, if I'm getting booked by whatever clubs or, or whatever. But um, when you first start, that you, it's just it's it's yeah there's nothing to fall back on you could just be rubbish at it yeah it's just painful and that's lucky you only have five minutes slots back then mm. <laughs> so so, uh, so new stuff like have you been sort of trying any of the, the newer bits that you've got and struggling with any any um any routines or anything with the new so the thing the thing which i think is like an which i want to explore and i don't have any jokes about it but i think it's like an interesting thing um which i, I is that what you do you sort of come up with the sort of the general idea and then you try and write jokes on that idea yeah i think i always try to think of like yeah so so what what's what's the kind of if i'm doing political stuff it's kind of what's the kind of hypocrisy there or what's what's a yep. political idea that i want to explore um and the stuff i've done more recently which has been about kind of uh you know kind of neurodiversity and mental health and that kind of thing it, yep. it's kind of what what's what's an idea that i find interesting and how can i find a funny kind of way of putting it across or exploring it okay um so the thing which uh so the the, the show i'm putting together is um uh I, i'm calling it everything as an attempt to be human i'm quite interested in the idea of like um feeling like feeling like you're meant to be a thing and you're not it and that there's a kind of um uh we're all we all feel inadequate and that there's a kind of perfect form of ourselves that we're trying to to work towards right you see that in kind of religious ideas of you know that that um that man is made in god's image and so you know we're, we're meant to be like christ but we're, we're not and we're meant to be working towards that um so that that's the kind of um the ideas that i'm looking at so you approaching the, the religious side of it are you looking into that as a as a topic I d- yeah, I think that well, just well, the, as a yeah, as as one of the many ways that this is as a kind of re- recurring thing comes up that people feel that they're they're meant to be avert. So I think it, you see it recurring in lots of like um, you see it in kind of gender stuff. You know that that um, if you're a man, there's like an idea of what it is to be a man. Yeah, and and you're you're always gonna fall, everyone's gonna fall short of that whatever they do. So there's this kind of perfect form of what you're meant to be, but you're you're never gonna gonna um, be that. And I think we that's a kind of part. I feel like there's a kind of part of a kind of shared experience there that everyone has of feeling yeah, that, yeah. Um, that you know there's this um, and you you, you know, in in people's work. So you know, I I feel as a comedian, you know, that there's a version of of being a comedian that I'm meant to be, and that I'm I'm kind of falling short of that. Um, but not really. It's kind of hard to articulate what that is that you're falling short of. Um, so that that's something I want to kind of explore. In yeah, because I think everyone can relate to that with their with their jobs. That like so that's a nice a nice starting point. So we, so with that as an idea, do you then sit down and just 
and just just sort of write and just see what comes or do you go on stage and just just start talking about it how do you sort of get to to your new stuff I think I'm so that 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 as an idea of some I'm trying to think of older ideas where I've where it's come full full circle but um yeah that I'm trying to kind of think of what um kind of what analogies there are I could make for it you know of of feeling like you're not going to be that thing yeah um trying to kind of read stuff and watch stuff around that that idea and think of different uh and 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 also just asking people i know how they feel about that as an idea um okay yeah and and that's sometimes a way to kind of because then people will say an interesting thing and that will yeah because you can then create a conversation that you've had with someone about it and then play Mm. and then play with that okay so have you did you have you come up with anything or is it just an idea at the moment for that section yeah so that's like uh um sorry i've got something loose in my teeth um I could have probably got away with that about telling you. So it's an audio thing. <laughs> um, I've I've got yeah I've I, I've got some. Uh, I'm just looking through the notes from the last uh, kind of work in progress uh, gig I did. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of had. Um, I'm quite interested in in my the the kind of stuff that my I feel like um, I've often quite. F- felt like uh, the stuff about being a man that my dad was like a real man mm. and that I um wanted to be like that and I've been having kind of conversations I had an interesting conversation with my dad about um Grayson Perry's book and you know when you read a book and you um someone will they'll say something you go oh, I really that really relates to an experience I've had I wish I could, I'd articulate it that way and in his book he says um it's called The Descent of Man he says that all men have a at the Department of Masculinity. So they imagine there's like a, a government body that's going to come and arrest them if they're not manly enough. <laughs> and um, I spoke to my dad and said, well, how do you, um, is that I could really relate to that growing up? Like how do you, can you relate to that? And he said, uh, what you need to understand, Joe, is that I'm probably a lot more compliant than you. And I thought that was like a really interesting thing <laughs> to say, you know, that he's, he's not saying, well, that doesn't, I just am more manly. He's saying... I follow the rules. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I thought that was a, a quite. That's kind of. Um, yeah. So that that that's kind of uh, that's kind of taking me down a route of thinking about you know that a lot of the people I think of as as being oh I'll never be a real man like them, actually they're they're working really hard to to kind of keep up to keep up to this and I think and then I think there's okay, some yeah at the end of that there's some comedy of of you know properly kind of macho men you know, they, they really, really want to do, you know, want to have a, I did a gig in pool and, and, um, that's near the lush factory. Right. It was a bit of a rough gig. And I said to this bloke, <laughs> have you ever had a bath bomb? And, uh, and he looked so affronted by it. And I thought that that's kind of an interesting, <laughs> there's something interesting and funny. And that isn't there of someone so, so eager to, to be compliant to this idea of what it is to be masculine, that they they'd love to have a bath bomb. Um, but they can't, <laughs> yeah, they they can't bear to do it. So, well, it's funny so that's as well, the kind of long winded route to it. Because like the idea of like a proper bloke, you'd think they probably wouldn't follow the rules. No, you wouldn't care, would you? Just do what you want. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, it's, 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 all right. Okay, so that's nice. So, so you did. So, how did that go down as a section? Um, just, uh, so so I, obviously all the all the kind of thinking behind it wasn't there. You know, I talked a bit about um uh to like um 
so my uh about men telling other men they love they love them as well as a thing because i i kind of realized that my at my grandfather's funeral my dad's brother said that he'd never he said i'm sorry it's late but i i love you dad um and i realized that because they're quite masculine they they can't tell other men they love them and um so i've done some stuff I've, i've tried out some ideas around you know that um uh I've no, I don't, I don't think I, I'd never say to my dad, I love you. Cause that'd be like, Oh, it just would feel weird and wrong, but it shouldn't do. And, um, what are the circumstances that, uh, that we would, we would do that in, that we would tell each other that we love each other. Um, and that, that's kind of why it's an idea. I think that's quite a relatable experience. You know, a lot of men haven't, wouldn't say they, they love other men. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? Like, what do you think the reason for that is? Just just showing emotion. Do you think it just comes down to men aren't good at showing emotions? Yeah, because my, my wife will tell her friends that she loves them um, like very regularly. I tell everyone um, I love them, like in my family. Like I'm quite, I, I'm really open with that stuff. In in like a sincere, like like not in a kind of like, no. I love you by way, in a kind of like, I want you to know I love you. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I ever stop and go, I love you. But but I think in that kind of when you finish a conversation, I think that still means something. Not not like yeah. oh, I love you. But, okay, I don't know. I, I've never really thought about that. Never really thought about that. I always thought that is doing the same thing. I don't know. Oh, I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> Sorry, I've taken this to a very different podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so so that's what you there's, mean. There's is a that thing that my, my dad and... will do. Yeah, there's a thing my dad will do, which I, I've, which I think is very funny, and I can see. I also think it's very beautiful. I hope that because I'm, I'm slightly conscious he hasn't seen me do this material, he may listen to this podcast. But, um, <laughs> he, um, but I think it's for he will say, "Me and your mum love you very much," and it's almost uh, like deferring he to share the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's. Um, I think that's a really funny. Th- thing that he'll do and also i think it's oh you know, I, I i like i really like to try and do stuff that kind of has some heart to it yeah and i yeah. hope that like where particularly if i'm doing stuff for, I, the last year i did was a lot about my mum that people see that you know it's not laughing at people it's kind of laughing at the um you know how the you know that people are seeing the kind of there's a there's a kind of sincerity in that these is you know when he says that that it's um uh you know, he wants to tell me he loves me, but it's almost like he, he's trapped between this this idea of, of you know, we're, we're men, we can't do it. So I have to kind of, you know, it's it's like, um, you, you know, it's, it's like someone's done a fart, you know, you've got to, I've got to kind of, it's happened, I've got to uh, like acknowledge that there's love here, but, um, but I can't actually admit to creating it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's, yeah. So I think, I hope that it, that, um, you know, when it makes it into proper material rather than just playing around with new bits, that it's it comes from a place of um, you you know of 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 kind of humanity. Yeah, well, it's a good starting point because I think everyone can relate to that as a situation as either an observer or someone that 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 is like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Well, I think that's that's um, the the best. You know, I suppose it is 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 political comedy. You know, is is making making big ideas small enough that people can 
you know, in a club people can digest. That's why I think Mark Steele is brilliant. You yes. Know, that, that he can take a, a big, you can do a show about Marxism, but it's just so relatable and it can make you think about your own work. And because and, all those big ideas should be relatable. Mm. And um, I think, you know, talking about, um, uh, you know, I suppose we're talking about toxic masculinity, aren't we? You know, that should be a relatable thing you should be able to do in clubs, you know, because that affects everyone and everyone has a kind of relationship with, with masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what? Um, so, what, have you got any other bits that you're kind of that you've got written down? Um, I just see so this is bits which I, I'm working on, and, and is, is this what we're? Yes, anything that, that yeah, aren't yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me have a look through. Oh, this, this is my set list from the last thing I did. Um, oh, here's a thing. Do want to? So I, d- I don't know whether this is too dark. Okay, um, just start. I've done it and it it, it works, but I want like I've, I've, so. Here, there's a discussion about the ethics of this joke. Okay, so okay. I had a bit about um, uh, the Caroline Flack stuff. And oh, okay, that, um, okay, she, really new stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, so so uh, you know to say kind of since I've got a whole lot of stuff anyway about social media and, and mental health and mm. and um, that. That, that I think that will be a turning point where we realise that you know we can just slag off celebrities online, but actually that has a real effect, and it can be a matter of life and death. And I hope that it's a light bulb moment for our society uh, where we realise that we should be going a lot harder on Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It works as a joke. Structurally, it works perfectly as yeah. a joke. But I don't know whether it's okay or not. I think it is hypocritical to make that joke. And uh, I don't know. But, but that's, what, what, but that, do you, but, what do you think? Uh, but that is the joke. Do, mm. do you know what I mean? That's the point, isn't it? So it wouldn't work. Oh, that's see. It's things like this that the trouble with this is. I think you're absolutely fine with it, but it will. You will get some people that everyone. It will split a room. I think. With there's there's two ways to laugh at it, aren't there? There's laughing at. Laughing at me being a hypocrite. Yes, that's and we're that's. We'll look at that hypocrite. Well, that's the joke, is, hope... isn't it? That's yeah. That is hundred percent. Like, for for example, is this a good example? I have a joke where I say, um, oh, the other day my cleaner called me a misogynist. Girlfriends, eh? <laughs> so it's not. It's not quite the same. I think you. Yeah, no, but I see what you mean. There's two ways of laughing at it, aren't there? Yeah. There's yeah. We're laughing at you for being a stupid misogynist, or. We're laughing at, at the yeah. I'm moaning because to me the joke is I'm moaning. So, so in the lead into it, I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. The other day, my cleaner. Do you know what I mean? So I'm so for so that. That's why it's funny. That's exactly the mm. same reason why yours is funny because you you're making a statement and then you're going. You haven't even realised you're actually doing the thing that you're complaining about being accused of. It's, it's mm. a, so it's a tough one, isn't it? Because also, you, if you look at Piers Morgan, he, he, he is, he is guilty of a, like putting people in that situation on social media. Do you know? Mm. So he, because he has attacked people on social media, right? So yeah, and you feel like he can take it. Yeah. So I feel like if it was someone, or is there a better per someone? I guess you can't because you can't go too big with it, can you? For like a Putin or do you know what I mean? Or someone like that. That wouldn't. That would just. That, that's almost too far outside of the box, isn't it? 
Yeah, or is does that take some of the nastiness out of it if it's Trump or someone like that, where it's like this is so? But then is it as relate? Do you know what I mean is it as realistic? Yeah. Maybe we. Maybe yeah. Maybe someone like I don't Trump or I don't know. I think it's good. So wait, when you tried that, what was the reaction? Um. So I've d- twice I've done it. Once was that kind of mixed reaction where some people seemed a bit unhappy about it. And then the other time it got almost like too big a cheer where it felt a bit rallying. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, let's let's drive this person to suicide, <laughs> which is not meant to be the uh, the tone of the joke. Um, yeah, because the trouble so you got like... is, although within our circles of comedians and, our, and all the timelines we see on social media, it is very anti-Piers Morgan. But mm. obviously, he also has a hell of a lot of people that like him. Mm. So again, you're also you're always going to have a little bit of. There's always going to be a mixed reaction to that. I would say. Yeah, I think the the thing that puts me off has put me off doing it more is I always feel like with any any joke with like a kind of contentious subjects, I can always if someone shouted out that's not okay, I could always. Even it, I, I might break character and not be funny anymore, but I could always explain yes. what point I was making and where I was coming from with it. I've had this before um, with jokes, and I've gone into it, and it's just like I did with that last one I just told you, like because mm. I, I, I think it's very important to you know make it clear of what 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 the you know the, what you see the joke is, and then if you, yeah, and if, yeah. and if you're wrong, that's a good way to find out. Yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Mm. So I'm always open for people, if they have a problem, just to t- say it. That doesn't bother me at all. No, no, totally. And it, and it's going to, you know, any joke with a... Because, you know, we're performing to drunks and uh, any joke with a contentious idea in it, you're going to... I didn't. I, I've, I haven't done it in ages, but I used to do a joke about um, there ain't no black in the Union Jack and, uh, <laughs> and the punchline was... Um, uh, that's not really how flags work, as I found out on a very disappointing trip to Wales. And um, I think it's very clear what, what side that's on. Um, but I, I, I was doing it in a kind of drunken Friday night club once and had someone kind of kick off and saying it was racist because they'd heard kind of half... They just heard some of the words. Um, what did they have a and, problem uh, with with that? I think the fact that I'd said the phrase, ain't no black in the Union Jack at all. And they ha- they were very, very drunk. Um, I cannot emphasize okay. that enough. Yeah, they just didn't. So um... no, that's I hate that. I hate that. That's one of my big bugbears. Is where they will they will um, make a decision about a joke just from the setup. Hear it out and then make a decision. But so many times that people just hear a buzzword and then they're like, "Oh no, this isn't on." It works both ways as well because I sometimes I, I'm just amazed by sometimes you can see comics do stuff that has really horrible ideas in it because they haven't used certain words mm. it's kind of a, they get away with it oh i see what if you mean you did no, a that's kind interesting. of joke coming yeah. from a progressive place that didn't have those trigger words in it then people feel different i think i think that comics have thought a lot generally have thought a lot more about what is and isn't offensive yes more so than the general public you know mm. i went to see um uh you've seen four lions yes not for a long time uh, though. 
but I went to have a friend of mine who's, who's university educator, quite smart. And on the way out, like she went, oh, I, can't, I can't believe they got away with all that racist stuff. And it was because the characters were saying the word packy. And she'd, she'd, she knew that was a racist <laughs> word. So she'd gone, well, that's, that's really racist. Um, but yeah, I, th- you know, I, th- I think that, that comics have generally thought more about the kind of the, you know, the context of jokes than, than, and why would audience members think about it? You know, it's just their Friday night thing. It's not their, their job to think about the kind of context of jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess, and I guess that's why with Edinburgh shows, you can go deeper into bits as well because the audiences are, they're more kind of invested, aren't they? Mm, yeah, like yeah. You can trust that they, they might, they're going to be able to think, you know, think things through. I, I always do the fringe in the day as well. Like Me I've too. never had a, a show later than three o'clock, I think. Um, and, you know, sobriety does help a lot as well. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Have you ever had any other bits that, that have been sort of taken the wrong way? Or any bits that you've dropped because people weren't getting, a, you know, getting what you were trying to get across? Um... Thing. Oh, I've had something. I used to do a joke. Okay, this is this is not not a joke I do anymore because I don't think it's that good a joke um, about how uh, life under a conservative government's like being in a porn film, just because everyone's getting fucked. <laughs> and then as a topper, I'd say, oh, especially nurses. <laughs> and uh, and I had a nurse like r- really kick off about it. Really, um, during the gig or afterwards? Show, yeah. No, during the gig. Yeah. Um, but, and say, you know, you, you better hope that I'm not helping a family member of yours because what you're saying about nurses is disgusting. What? And, um, and I was like, but it's very much so meant she, to be on, on the side of... So she, yeah, so she has just hasn't... All she's heard is you're talking about nurses being fucked mm. in poor notes. <laughs> is that what she's... Is that her problem? I, I, I don't know. I th- yeah, again, I think she, she was a very drunk woman. Uh, so, um, but yeah, respect for everything she does when she's sober. <laughs> so, yeah, rounds of applause. But yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think just yeah, some some people do you know, uh, so, some people are very drunk, and you, know, you we've all seen drunken arguments that didn't need to be arguments. You know that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, just plays out in front of an audience, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you so if you had a bit like that. Um... That the setup that, that that some people were taking the wrong way. Would you just not do it, or would you you'd still go through and just be ready to justify if you need to? Like, does the audience? Because like, if something, if I've got a bit where I know it's probably only get half the audience laughing because half of them haven't really got where I'm coming from. I probably wouldn't do that personally because I I, I just want the big the laughs, you know, with what I do. But yeah, well, it's, it's like that kind of. Um people talk about al murray a lot don't you? you know like like that some people might be watching his shows and kind of interpreting them in a different way and agreeing with the character oh uh, yeah um so i suppose it's that that whole kind of debate isn't it um yeah i the thing is you can't you can't like um uh what do i mean you you, you can't make allowances for everyone who's gonna you know for very stupid people <laughs> yeah i think if if you know if, if everyone's taking something a different way then um yeah, that that then I I would feel I I'd feel uncomfortable about doing a joke that everyone was taking in. Uh... So that here's here's a, here's a bit that I've I've thought about and I think I'm okay with and I keep doing because mm. I think it's got enough before it. So I've got a bit about um, 
Uh, so it's about why. So I've got a, a, a bit about how it's arrogant that Americans think they're the best country in the world, and at the end I say it's arrogant because obviously the best country in the world is Britain. <laughs> um, and I talk about Britain being good because of multiculturalism, and um, we. So so it starts with this very progressive thing about multiculturalism. So do you um, get a bit? Do you get you get obviously you get a laugh on because Great Britain's the best. Uh, yeah, I do. Sometimes a cheer as well. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but it's inter- I, I think I'm quite interested in um, kind of. I, I like the idea of a kind of progressive patriotism. You know, of pe- of us going, Britain's really great. It's great because it's multicultural, and we've got all these different things here, and that's what's brilliant. So I kind of like, I like the idea of getting a cheer and of because because sincerely, I think Britain's really great. Like I think it's yeah. just that, like I wouldn't want to live in any other country. So go back to so the original that, joke is that. You, oh, sorry, so, you're so, saying so, so it's bad bit... that they're arrogant, but then you are arrogant. It's similar to the last joke we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a connector between two bits. And, and um, so the, the second bit where I talk about multiculturalism, I'll say um, we've got everything here. We've got black people's music. We've got Indian people's food. I've got white people's cutlery. And I've got a big <laughs> bit about how white people have the best cutlery in the world. And there's not, not much else we can be proud of, but we've got the best cutlery. <laughs> and a kind of argument I had with a friend of mine who... Um, uh, said that with chopsticks they're one-handed so you've got a hand spare and I said what do you use the spare hand to do and he said we use the spare hand to hold the bowl closer to your mouth so you don't drop food on yourself and I was like yeah because your cutlery shit that's why <laughs> um, so because, and I've I think I've thought about I have thought about whether that could be taken in different ways you know I think it's the way that I think that routine I hope it's coming across is I'm saying that there's so much shame in what white people have done historically. The only thing we yes. can hold on to to be proud of is that we made knives and forks and they're really good. Um, and, you know, people are kind of laughing at... It's that laughing at, laughing with thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think people are laughing at me for being so proud of having knives and forks as a white person because that's all we've got to be proud of. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I hope... And I think that people are, with the stuff before it about multiculturalism... That that's kind of you're getting across your opinion earlier yeah that it's clear where it's coming from yeah and that um uh you know that people are laughing at the idea of of you know a white person being really proud of of white people's achievements and that being just cutlery that's all we've done <laughs> have you ever had um, anyone have a problem with that one no no so uh, n- well not that i'm aware of no. I, th- I think that's the thing which I, I try to be kind of conscious of is actually i don't want people to be upset by a joke and not you know i think particularly you know if you're doing I mean, i'm sure you've had discussion on the podcast about kind of jokes about sexual violence and stuff like that you know i i'm more i'm less worried about the heckler i'm more worried about someone on their own feeling shit about themselves yes because okay yeah yeah like, do you know what i mean like if someone's gonna heckle then usually that person's like a drunken idiot but actually if there's one person in a group who's you know had an experience that that relates to i don't want them feeling horrible on their night out yeah um so I think I'm more conscious of that, but I yeah, that's a hard I one to work out as well because right obviously side. you there's you you you're, you're not told, and then you yeah, you, yeah, you exactly. might you might see someone being quiet in a group, but that might be for a different reason. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so moving off of this topic, have you got any bits from over the years that you've sort of kept trying to bring back but you haven't quite been able to get to work? Or does that, uh, or does that not happen when you're right into a specific thing? Because obviously, that's the, the topic isn't the same anymore. Actually, I remember. It, so my, uh, so I did the show, and I, it never quite uh, worked. Was I had this? I'm trying to remember all of it. I had the, I had this whole bit about Kanye West that um, that I think because I, I genuinely think he's brilliant. And um, uh, what was this? Oh yeah, so I I I had a bit about how he's he's like um, so I'd say that he was like our, like our generation's David Bowie, um, and because of the audience I get in Edinburgh, I could see people unhappy about that. And I go, <laughs> well, he's maybe not like David Bowie. He's, he's more like uh, like our generation's Jesus Christ, and um, <laughs> and I thought there was something about um, the line I have was something like he's a he's a politically aware black man uh who likes getting his feet washed by bitches <laughs> as, as a way that he's like jesus but it never quite worked but i thought there was something in so did it get a laugh some... when you went from because you when you went from about bowie oh it's going bowie to jesus work yeah that's, that's a great that line yeah the reason that kanye is like jesus was because he was uh, uh, i can't remember the exact word something like an outspoken black man who Lights getting his feet washed by bitches never really worked. I think maybe there were too many ideas there. Yeah, the idea that Jesus was black, which have you never really got right a laugh or never really worked. I don't know whether that's because people don't know how to respond to it or whether I don't know. Have you did you try to think of other things that link the two, like Jesus and Kanye? I'm trying to think of the things Kanye has done that. I, d- I don't remember the thing about um, Jesus getting his feet washed by by women. Is is that no? Does everyone know that? Does that ring? No. So that's yeah. That's what I was thinking when you said it. I was like, it's something you can imagine rappers would do. Oh right. So it didn't work with yeah. Is that a, is that an actual real thing? I don't. So I don't. So, no. But Kanye has. I don't think he's had his feet washed by by women. But um, <laughs> it's something you could imagine a rapper doing. Yeah, I was just wondering uh, if there was doing something actually specifically that he's done that's sort of Jesus-like. 
But I, I, actually, he interrupted Taylor Swift. That's the thing he's known for, isn't that? Oh, uh, yeah. That... No, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know enough about Kanye West, but I feel like there's something there. But so with that, would you... So with the Jesus line, and that got a laugh, like going from one to the other, would you not just sort of finish that bit there or would are you not happy unless you sort of delve into it well a better comedian would just finish it there (laughs) (laughs) i think i'd always do the topper and it never quite never quite worked i was never quite happy with it yeah um but i thought there was some some kind of um but then with your style do you feel like you need to move on to sort of keep keep going with with it rather than just jolt stop because otherwise it's just Oh, well, I don't know why he told us that. That's just one off, one line. If you know what I mean. Because with me, yeah, maybe it's a, yeah. Because I build, Sorry. I build that rhythm of one line, so they're sort of used to that. But maybe if you just did, oh, that, oh, that bit's done. Maybe that's a bit jarring. I don't know. Did you go on to into anything else from that? Um, I'm trying to remember. It's such an old show. Um. Because Jesus followers. I don't remember what it's got more followers. What else crazy stuff is? Yeah, there's done? something about Twitter and followers, isn't there? Um, I mean, that it's that that everyone knows about. That's the that like that. Um, yeah. So I do find this when you're a when you're a fan of a thing, you know a lot about that thing. So it's hard to know what are the things that everyone knows about that thing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and I think that's. That was part of the problem is that there's lots of things that he's done and said which I know about, but I don't know what how much has seeped out into out of the uh, out of his fan base. Yeah, I'm just trying to look up some top ten crazy Kanye things. <laughs> so ta- oh, that that is an internet wormhole which is amazing to go down. <laughs> so Kanye goes off script. Don't know what that means. Ta- Taylor Swift got Kanye'd. Take that, squid brains. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Letting Kanye be Kanye. Don't tweet. I block. I don't know. AIDS. Are, what? what I, I. That's. I don't know what that is. What's he said about AIDS? Uh, probably something awful. <laughs> <laughs> He's someone you have to like, despite his personality. Oh, he intended to raise awareness for it. Shocking crowds. Did he bunk? He debunked claims that AIDS was a man-made disease. Did Jesus ever do that? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. He debunked claims that leprosy was a man-made disease. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I've just, I've just thought of a bit which I tried to make work and never quite worked, but I think there's something in it. Okay. Um, and that was... Um, I feel like loads of my stuff is about race, but uh, so there's a... Um, the stereotype is that black men have, have massive dicks, and uh, the the origins of that stereotype is is like um, uh, racist white people trying to like denigrate uh, black men and, and go look look at how awful they're like animals. They've got big dicks, and I think there's something funny about how that has massive that stereotype <laughs> has massively come back to bite us in the ass, um, and that you know the the in in hindsight, why did we start that? as like a negative rumor um yeah it's yeah never quite worked um so yeah cause... but I, I think it's something funny about kind of white people in the what would it be 19th century kind of going oh look 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 at they've got massive dicks who who'd want a massive dick yeah. um as a kind of negative thing yeah it'd be funny for you to act to act out 
like that that sort of uh, like that um naivety of someone mm. like in the meeting when they're in the meeting trying to come up with oh that's the, yeah i love that as a yeah what what rumors are we going to start <laughs> yeah, yeah black, they got massive dicks oh no don't no, that, that's harsh that is harsh <laughs> like yes oh, too that, far yeah, that is good i like that <laughs> i never thought about it as a meeting <laughs> Hashtag Wooga <laughs> Joe Wells. Good stuff. Ah, oh, solid. Solid as a rock. Um, cool. Any feedback? Uh, at Jokes with Mark across all social media. Um, I hope you're enjoying these podcasts whilst on lockdown. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just they're coming at you thick and fast, aren't they, Joe? They are. They never stop. No. Well, they do. They stop for. A sort of couple of days, days here and there. Yeah. And, then, and then we put them back on again. Yeah. Why not? Lovely stuff. Okay. Anything else you think we should talk about, Joel? I'm not doing the last bit yet. Anything else we should talk about? Um, Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. Um, yes, lots of good stuff on there. there. You can a, to support unlock. the show. And B, to get yourself some extra bonus content. And Ooh, when there's never been a time content. when we've been desperately in need of more content. So no. much time on people's hands. Exactly. So, go and have a look. So, get them in your ears. Uh, cool. Anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Wooga, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.